Hello and welcome to the Eagle Scholars Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Hughes. For episode two, we sat down with Daniela Giraldo. Daniela was a um, student at Thurston. She also went to Pierce. She graduated in 2015 and she's currently in her junior year at U of M Dearborn. Daniela had a lot of interesting insights, um, specifically talking about the experience as a commuter for college. I think a lot of our students assume that um, the options are either community college commuting or going away to school. And U of M Dearborn offers to our students, along with Wayne State and some others, the chance to live at home, save some money, um, but still get a really good education. And so she talks about some of the positives and negatives of that experience. She also shares some advice to our current seniors and walks us through the typical day of someone who goes to school full-time and works almost full-time. I always admired Daniela for her focus and her work ethic when she was in the classroom, and it's pretty cool to see that that's extending into her college um, and career life. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Thanks again for listening. Maybe we could even start with um, your anticipated career path. Spanish and English. Um, I grew up in a family who they're immigrants and so um, fortunately at U of M Dearborn they have this um, major called international studies. Um, so what it means is that you um, get, uh, you take classes um, having to do with like in a professional area so my concentration is in international affairs um, and then you also have to add uh, a language component, and I chose Spanish because I felt very comfortable, I was fluent, I knew what I was doing. Um, and luckily, that's probably been the best uh, change I've made. Um, if you were to ask me now, what do I want to do? Um, my plan, I don't have an exact title, but um, if I could be like a rep of some sort in any um, international company, um, having to do with any international trade um, that would kind of be one of my dream jobs or um, anything uh, having to do with immigration that's what I'm kind of leaning towards because uh, you know like I said at home I grew up with immigrants so I kind of know the process of how the legal works uh, works around here in the US so that definitely is an interest of mine What was the, if you could think back, what was the, what was or what were the biggest differences between senior year of high school, freshman year of college? 
so senior year high school you know you're i don't know maybe for most of you you're here with all your friends you know everybody you know the gist of how everything works um so you you get comfortable you know that's you get comfortable with with your schedule and everything and you know first day of college everybody is scrambling around nobody's going to talk to you so it's you know it kind of feels like you're a freshman all over again um with the only difference is that usually as a freshman, you come in with the class that you already know. In college, you know nobody, and it just that's kind of the thing for everybody. So in a way, you kind of feel left out, but in a way you don't because everybody's going through the same thing. Um, you know, you get to a class and everybody's brand new. You know, everybody uh, feels as uncomfortable as you. Um, another thing, you might be in a class, you're an 18-year-old freshman, you might have a 40-year-old in your class. You know, so you kind of have those differences. Um, the thing you have to know about is that everybody is there for the same reason. You know that at least there you're taking classes in which either you're interested or, you know, your first two years, you're kind of, everybody's taking the same classes. But as you start progressing in school, like your, your classes are gonna um, go, are gonna be um, focused on the major that you want to do and you're gonna be around people who have the same interests as you, who have the same drive, so it's gonna be easier to collaborate and kind of grow as a person as well. What what went into the decision to go to UM Dearborn, stay at home, and not go away to school? So when I was applying for schools, I actually applied at Eastern, Wayne State, and Grand Valley. Um, U of M Dearborn was never in the picture. It was never one of my choices because I was always I always had my dream that I wanted to go U of M, but in Ann Arbor. Um, and for some odd reason, I believed anybody who didn't go to Ann Arbor, if you went to the Dearborn or Flint campus, you were just not smart enough to go to the Ann Arbor one. Um, so it was never in. Uh, in my interests, um, I kind of had my heart set on Wayne State because you hear, you know, wow, Wayne State's one of the big ones here, you know, and it would be kind of an honor to graduate from there. Um, I got accepted to all three, um, and then one day, I know you guys probably have been getting a lot of like, um, well, like postcards from different colleges saying come to our orientation and all this stuff. I got one from U of M Dearborn. Um, at first, I didn't want to look at it, but my dad was like, you know, why don't you just, you know, take a look at it, we'll go to orientation. So I went to the orientation, and I instantly fell in love. Um, first of all, uh, I always had, I kind of always had this thing, yeah, I want to move out, I want to move out, I want to go on and live on my own, I don't want to be at home. But probably staying close to home is the best decision I could have made. Um, it's, it's only 15 minutes, um, you have... Uh, everything's around you know super close um, the classrooms there are way smaller than your typical like lecture hall of like 70 80 90 students a lot of the classrooms there are top 30 students and as you start taking your upper level classes they get smaller and smaller like I had a class once of probably 10 students and you know it's easier uh, in a way because um, there's more interaction between the students and there's more interaction with your professors so it's easier to ask questions and it's easier for the professors to be more involved in what you want to do and like um, any concerns that you might have um, 
where in a big lecture hall of 80, 90 students, it might be almost impossible to ask one of your, your professors for a question or for them to explain. And a lot of them will say, go to my office hours or email me. Um, again, you guys will probably have a very um, full schedule. So being able to work out a time to go to their office hours might not work for you guys. Um, and then email, for me personally, I like, uh, the communication for me is very key so having a talk with my professor face-to-face -face is better for me than email I get a lot of my answers questions because in an email I can send something but this professor might have two three four hundred other students so who knows by the time he gets back to you you know you you're, you'll forget what the question was or something like that so having that small space for to be able to ask questions not only to like my other classmates but to my professors like it was something that really kind of caught me into the school questions from you guys about you about Dearborn about college about experience at Thurston or Danielle Um, so, I mean, in my case, I don't have to pay for any, um, like, room and board, so off the bat, I am saving a lot of money. Um, also, a lot of the students who go to Yohan Dearborn also live close by, so it's, like, easier when you have projects, especially once you start getting older. I don't know if you guys are working or will start working. Um, getting schedules to work is easy you know say oh let's all meet at the library or oh, let's meet at like a close like a cafe shop or something like that so it's easy to commute um, I don't have to worry about um, you know being having to meet I mean I guess having a new roommate would be nice or having to meet other people but um, just the convenience of having like my family close by whenever I need them it's good to have them at hand so I enjoy that how old are you? 21. Are there any things about any? Is there anything about living at home that you don't like? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I had more freedom. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm 21, but I still have rules I have to follow. I guess you know, I I tell my parents just recently. I was telling them that I can't wait to be off, you know, get a professional job so I can be off on my own and make my own decisions. Mm -hmm. While I do have a lot of when it comes to school stuff, they're very open and lenient because, you know, school is off everything. But for other things, it's kind of like, oh. Do you have a curfew? Kind of, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so it's like I want to be able to not have to depend on somebody else to, like, consult with them. You know, mm -hmm. not necessarily ask permission, but consulting with them. Yeah, I understand. Makes sense. Yeah. You never thought about staying at the union? It's too expensive because it's actually kind of brand new. It's mm -hmm. only like five years old or something like that. So it's really expensive. And I've heard from other students who like are in my classroom that they it's not as good. But you know, some people have different um, experiences, and it wouldn't for me it wouldn't really be necessary since I live so close. It would be different if I went to like Grand Valley, you know, that's right. like two hours away or something, you know. So I wouldn't be able to commute. I have classmates who commute an hour every day, and they rather do that commute than stay at the union. So, how'd you deal with senioritis 
you can see we've oh, got a big case yeah maybe it, talk, actually start with maybe the things that you were involved in your senior year and then senior rights. okay senior year you're in band, right? Oh yeah, I was in the honors band. I was in marching band. I was in the NHS. NHS. Soccer. I, soccer. I was the band had like a band council. I was in the band council. I think I was in link crew my last year. So how'd you deal with senioritis? Um, it definitely kicked in after like Christmas break. Uh, Unfortunately, it was like I kind of could see like graduation like right there and it was just every day It's like having to go home and do some kind of homework. I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it um, Luckily, you know, I would say just really enjoy the last few months Especially after you come back from break because like that's when you literally you have what three four months four and a half months after those are gonna be the best time in your life you know enjoy like this moment you have with your friends um, enjoy having I'm not saying the f freedom you have now but I'm, it's you know once you start college it's kind of like that kind of takes over your whole life well at first we don't have much freedom as far as the senior <laughs> okay well when it comes I guess I'm saying when it comes to like your homework and stuff like I know you guys especially you guys are in the honors program you guys have a more of a hefty load when it comes to homework but um, I don't know if like, do any of you guys work or have a job? Or do any of you guys plan on getting a job after you guys graduate? Yeah, so that's definitely something that you need to manage um, when you graduate and need to make sure that you kind of have this mindset that I'm gonna have to sacrifice doing some stuff in order to get my homework done or get to work or you know, um, stuff like that. So, I mean, I started working uh, right after sophomore year so I kind of had it you know balanced with high school but after <coughs> I graduated I got a new job I started working more and having to have that job which is uh, you know it's a lot more to do than what I had before and then taking five classes in a semester you know you have to balance that so you need to find that balance that works for you and if you can't work and go to school you know I would suggest maybe talk to an advisor like they're talk know who your advisors are once you get to college like those are the people who are gonna help you I luckily like the first week I went to an advisor and I told him like you know just tell them like I'm scared I don't know how everything's gonna work though they're there to help you they'll help you they'll give you tools on how to manage you know doing your homework and working so definitely that's that's something you want to do is make sure you talk to your advisors. So what's a typical day on a day that you work? What does a typical day work look like for you? Like when you wake up, what you do? Okay, so I currently work at Chase Bank. Um, so on a typical day, um, I probably am getting to work by 8.30, sorry, 8.30. Um, I get off of work at 5.30 and from work, I go straight to school because I have a night class from six to nine. Um, after that, I probably will go home, eat something, take a shower, and then just do homework. You know, Until that maybe midnight, depending if I have an exam or not, or if I just have to catch up on my readings before mm -hmm. I get to class the next day. Um, for some like online classes, you have to turn in assignments before midnight, so it's like cramming those by the time I get home, or 
So that's like a 16 hour day. Yeah, basically. Um, like, or like I said before, a lot of people's schedules, once you get to college, it's, uh, it's crammed for everybody, especially when it comes to like group projects. You have to make sure that everybody in your group, you know, can find a time. Like today I have a night class and we have to do a project, but we'll be meeting after class after nine in the library and we don't know what time we're going to be done because it's the only time we can meet because yep. everybody's working during the mm -hmm. day or has classes so it's it's a little difficult but you know it's it's all worth it in the end I think. You're a full-time student? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I remember you as a student being super hard worker never afraid to ask any questions mm -hmm. um, a pot you know a positive mindset when things were difficult you didn't shut down mm -hmm. you kind of welcome the challenge. What do you think have, are the key traits for success in college, you know, that can translate from high school, or, and what might be the things that you can get away with in high school that you can in college? Um, let's see. So, I guess your first semester going in, um, definitely find those people around you, um, whether it's like classmates, or um, I'll use U of M Dearborn as an example because I don't know how it is in other schools. Um, I had a biology classes where they had um, a supplemental instruction, that's what they called it. So they had students who were like juniors and seniors who had already taken that class who would do like study sessions. Um, you definitely want to take advantage of those things because um, those are the things that kind of uh, help you guide you through the class and help you do better. Um, those are those also those moments when you find people in your class who you might never know that the person next to you is studying the same thing as you because especially in the first two years of your uh, like college uh, career or whatever um, I might be a biology student but you might be like a film student you know you're gonna have people in your classrooms of all different um, majors and stuff like that but you never know down the line when those connections can help you with something else. So it's always about making those connections and then also being familiar with um, your professors, their expectations, um, what you need to do in order to be successful. Don't be afraid to email your professors. They'll tell you, just be like, email me if you have any questions. Do that. If you have any concern, email your professors because that's what they're there to do. You know, so that's, that's definitely important. Interesting. They actually offered me a scholarship, but I didn't know because it was so close. Like, it's literally three minutes from my house. Yeah, it's close, and it's, if you have this, like, uh, It's convenient for me. Exactly. But if you, let's say, have you, is your dream to go to, like, this huge college? No, I don't really care about this. Okay, so I was going to say, like, college is small. It's very small compared to other colleges, but... Like I said, it's convenient having those small classes. That's what all everybody can is kind of get, into. Can you get all night classes? Because <laughs> I rather work during you, the day. No, yeah, you can. Like that's how I pick my classes every semester. Like when you are looking up the, they have this um, uh, thing called Degree Works, and it shows all the. Um, it's kind of like it's an unofficial transcript kind of sort of thing. So it kind of shows the classes you need to take in order to graduate, the ones you're taking, the ones you've already taken, the uh, credits that you have passed already, and the ones, the number of credits you still need left in order to graduate. I think I have like 28 credits left for me to complete the 120. Um, 
So when you do that, it'll show you like a description of what the class is, and then you kind of add it to a list, and then you put the restrictions that you wanted. For me, I put, I want all my classes, um, and I don't want Friday classes. I hate Friday classes. Do they have school on Sunday? <laughs> I don't know, but I actually saw there's classes on Saturdays. So, and they have <coughs> online classes. I was not a big fan of online classes because I'm a more, I pay more attention listening to an instructor uh, or a professor. And even though it might be more boring, because I have a professor who sits up for three hours and just talks. No, no PowerPoint, no nothing. So it's whatever he talks. What you class have, is that? I will be writing. Down it's an American you. foreign policy class. Yeah. Does he write notes or he just talks? Barely, oh. barely writes anything on the board. He'll he'll sit in his chair and he'll just talk and talk and talk. And it's like whatever you can catch, you just have to write it down. And then it's like or from his lecture. Some and you got to listen to it again. Yeah, some professors <laughs> allow it. Some True. professors don't. But actually, with him, you kind of. Um, it's kind of easy to pay attention to him. But what, have, what have you noticed about like the use of laptops or phones in the classroom? Do, do kids get distracted with that? Yes, yes, yes. What do you do or what do you suggest? Yes. So I remember I had this um, biology class. It was probably one of the hardest biology classes I've ever taken in my life. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I actually ended up dropping it because mm -hmm. it was, was going to be impossible for me to pass it. And <laughs> almost half of the class dropped it. Um, but I kind of was determined. I was like, I'm not going to drop it. I'm not going to drop it. And I tried different um, ways to take notes. At first, I just tried listening to him, writing down everything he said on, or everything he wrote on the board. That wasn't working for me. I tried recording him and taking notes and then going home and then hearing the recording again and then writing more notes that I missed. That didn't work. I tried bringing in my laptop and going. He would post um, his PowerPoint for that day ahead of ahead of time so I would try to follow that and then take extra notes that really didn't work so Jeez. it's yeah it's definitely every person finds a way to take notes and you've probably found a way to take notes in class that works for you I personally think and a lot of the professors will tell will say this to you is that you kind of grasp more by you writing down the notes and listening or following a PowerPoint while they talk I feel like if you use a laptop, because I remember I had this uh, uh, student that was in my classroom, um, it was actually with the same professor I have who stands up there for three hours. He was literally the whole class time, he was on there looking at like motorcycles, never wrote a single <laughs> note in the class. And I was like, this is why I can't use, and then I ended up I ended up using my lab to take notes, but then I found myself like going on different <coughs> websites, so I wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. So I personally like to just write notes. Um, like like I said, some professors are different. Like I have a professor who just sits up there and lectures. I have another professor who he has a PowerPoint but doesn't have words. It has mostly like bullet points. So you would software. still have exactly. So you have to kind of fill in the rest. Um, so it's depending on the professor. You know, I have other professors who like to talk and write a lot on the board, so that also helps. But, you know, if you have to, for every class, if you have to find a different way to <coughs> write down notes that will work for you, that by all means go for it. Um, some professors don't allow you to have laptops or have your phone. They say don't allow, but people still do it. Um, some professors will kind of, they'll call you out and be like, what are you doing, you know? They will. They will, yeah. They'll call you out sometimes in front of class, like, are you sure you're 
you know, writing notes or not, but it just depends on the professor. I would say kind of <coughs> give it a few weeks to see how the professor handles the class, and then if you really do want to take notes and on your laptop and for some reason the professor is not okay with it, you know, it's okay to go up to the professor and say, hey, you know, this is the best way I take notes. Can I, you know, um, use my laptop or whatever? A lot of them will say you can, but just sit in the back of the class because the whole hearing, you know, your keyboard type is kind of irritating for them while they're, you know, lecturing. But I mean, it's, everybody's different. So whatever works for you. I'll type best and then I'll write. Yeah. The only thing. It's hard, but you, you get used to it. You know, you get used to, it's, you know, you might find yourself illness, but that's why you have to talk to your classmates who sit next to you and just say, hey, did you catch this? Or after class, go up to the professor and ask them, like, hey, what did you say when you said this and this? And they'll be happy to <coughs> just re reiterate it for you. Do you think you're going to graduate college with some type of, you know, debt? Oh, uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> mm. I will. Not as much as I thought I would, but I will. You think tuition really high? Like, Depends on the school. And I'm talking about University of Michigan. Oh. Right? It's actually not that bad. I was surprised. It was like way cheaper than Wayne State. And, yeah, uh, Wayne State is really expensive. Eastern Wayne State. All the schools I applied there. But if you get scholarships, that helps a lot. And yeah, or grants too. Daniela, what? Because uh, we're coming up on the end here. Yep. Um, if you could go back and thinking about your career at Thurston, more specifically your senior year, mm -hmm. what would you have done differently? Um. I don't really think I regret anything. I don't, I'm happy with what I did, you know, because it, it's, it, you know, it was kind of a life experience, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. It kind of helped me, shape me into going into college. I mean, it's definitely a shock going your first semester, and I, I'm not going to lie, my first semester, I think it was my horrible because I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm in college. Like, I felt like such a grown-up, and I just kind of took for granted all the classes I took, and mm -hmm. uh, it didn't go as I wanted to. So if I were to change, it would be my, like, first semester of, Got it. of freshman year in college. Did I was, you feel like you were, that Thurston prepared you? It was just your mindset wasn't right? Yeah, because I think it was like, yay, I graduated high school. Like, now I'm a college student. Like, I feel like I, you know, I can do all this and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, they definitely give you the tools here, but you never know until you're actually in there, especially when you're in a uh, college, you're with people of all ages, all from different cultures, so it's it's a shock at first, for sure, and it's like, the first day, it's like, all right, let's get the ball rolling, like, there's no wasting time whatsoever, it's the first day, it's like, okay, first lecture of the day, you know, this might be on the exam, blah, 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 There's blah. not like a getting to know. No, 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 not at all. Little assignments here. No. Return the syllabus. You get five points. No, not, nothing like that. Yeah. Some classes will give you a paper syllabus. Some will be like, you can read it online, and let's just get to class. So it's like. More just treated like an adult. Exactly. And you're paying for it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. And just be prepared to, like, uh, waste a lot of money on books. Books are super expensive crazy <coughs> Well, I think I got to walk these kids back through the, traverse them through the weather right now and get them back to class. Oh, but Danielle, thank you so much for thank coming. You. This was super helpful for me and for these guys and then for the thousand people that are going to hear this when I post it on the uh, newsletter. So okay. thank you so much. Thank you. And, um, <coughs>